Everybody, welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. This is your girl Balance, and I'm here with my partner Water. And we're finally back. How are you? We've been going. Okay, stop. I have to sing Happy Birthday. To who? Girl, if you don't go to hell. Bitch, girl. to you. <laughs> happy birthday. I'm listen. So my voice is just coming back too. So don't you know? Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to you. Oh my god. Happy birthday. I could, you know. No, that's good. That's 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 fine. I, you know, thank you. I appreciate you. Um <laughs> but I think that you could have done this before we started recording. Absolutely not. Why not? Why would I do that? Cuz you're not going to delete it. You delete it and start over. I'm singing again. <laughs> okay. Just take that shit. You say I'm cold hearted. That was my way of showing love. Okay, whatever. I don't even know how to feel right now. Mm. That's really, feel, you know, I'm going to just, <laughs> I'm going to just say thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, You're an old bitch now. Yeah, girl. So when y'all hear this, my birthday will be over. So today is the 12th and we're recording. I turned 30 today. And I will mm. say... My body has already felt old prior yep. to me turning 30 just from sports and stuff. But it was a struggle this morning work, waking up for my workout. Like, yep. I instantly sat up, mm-hmm. swung my feet around and let them dangle a little bit while I kind of stretched my back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did the same thing to me on my 30th, too. I was like, oh, 30 has arrived. Ooh, these knees. <laughs> Yep. So I, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I heard that you know your sex drive increases when you turn 32. Sure does. So we're gonna see what God has in store for me there. <laughs> <laughs> but looking forward to that blessing. Yeah, you know, you, you know, you can. I, maybe I need to warm up before I wake up in the mornings. That's fine. <laughs> but as long as at nighttime I can handle it, I'm good. <laughs> I am a okay. I can I can deal with that. You know, take one, give one, different form. I got it. Absolutely. Uh, but anywho, we've been gone for about two weeks. What has been going on with you? What have you been uh, doing? Anything um, interesting? Um, I just came back from Miami. Mm. I was in Carnival again. <gasps> you guys look um, amazing. Mm-hmm. You guys look amazing. I love the little costume shit. I'm thinking about getting one made for me, just anyways, just because it looks dope. So, and where are you gonna wear it? I can wear it anywhere. And actually, how long, how long does it take to make those costumes? I mean, just to make one, I don't know. But we've they've been making costumes since, um, I think like. When did we start paying for our costumes? I think it was like May or June. <laughs> so and that's actually short notice because they didn't know really? they were going to do it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, so I so you're pretty much saying I needed more time to get one made. I mean, but they're doing mass production, right? My my band had twenty when they actually said it today they had 2500 people Oof. so you know you're not starting two weeks before trying to make costumes Jesus. i mean you're making one costume that's different <laughs> i'm sure it can happen in two or three weeks or something <laughs> 2500 you need a couple months for that <laughs> but they were dope I, I enjoyed the pictures uh from you guys going to carnival i had a lot of friends actually that stay in miami um, that went to carnival. So I saw it up and down my timeline, the different, I guess the different bands that everybody was in, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was dope. Yeah, now, now question, how long does carnival actually last? Like, is it one day for the parade, but the party is like all weekend? Like, how does that work? Right. So parade day is, well, for Miami parade day is Sunday and you're out there all day until you cross the stage. And, but prior to that, there's um, 
party. Like it literally starts from from Miami. It starts uh, Thursday. Usually is the first party, and the last party will be was last night. Mm. So what's that? Four days, five days. Right. I left yesterday, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the um, the age. You couldn't um, handle all the partying? Mainly more because I was pe- with people who this was their first time. Uh-huh. And I knew they couldn't handle. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> they were done Saturday morning. So it's a so, lot. So wait, that was just like a day and a half, Sunday morning? I mean, fr- Saturday <laughs> so morning? Saturday is what we call juve. So that's, and that starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. But you can get and there whenever you want to, right? No, no, no. You need to be there when you're supposed to be there. What the whole you... point of it is it being early in the morning. So seven in the morning and you're literally drinking starting at seven o'clock in the morning till about three in the afternoon. So is that legal? Because, I mean, I <laughs> I thought there was a time frame for when you could start drinking. Where? In America. Do drugs have a time? You think alcoholics <laughs> have a timeline? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, where do you mean to like legally serve alcohol? I mean, I just Even thought like when the club tells you the last call is at two o'clock or whatever. <laughs> yeah, to serve to to uh, I guess for purchase, but this is free alcohol. <laughs> you can drink that one. <laughs> you can drink that whenever. Okay. So it's just a bunch of drunk people everywhere. Pretty much is what I have envisioned. Pretty. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm drunk glad Caribbean, you... Drunk Caribbean people are the best. <laughs> They're the best. You know? It's a good time. It's well, a good time. I'm so glad that you and enjoyed... And paint and water and powder on top of that, and you're... Okay. Wait, powder? What kind of powder? <laughs> Wait, you talking about like paint powder, or you talking about powder powder? Like colored powder. Oh, Okay. Cause I was gonna say, what in the hell? What kind not of funny biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> not the what? Not booger sugar powder. Like, <laughs> colored powder. So the the juve or ju- how do you say it? Yes, juve. You said it correctly. Juve is that's where they throw the paint everywhere, correct? Correct. Okay, because when I actually stayed in Miami, I heard of those different type of like events, but I wasn't a fan of the whole paint being thrown on me. Um, I didn't want to get in my hair, but I didn't know that it was a part of Carnival. I thought it was just yes, that is a part of Carnival. I mean, you cover everybody comes with goes with their hair covered, plastic bags. There's so much Walmart and Publix bags out there on people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> so many bonnets wrapped up, two or three trash bags over their heads. You know, guys who have locks and braids, they trying to protect their hair too. It's the whole thing. <laughs> I didn't care because my hair ain't mine on my head, so it's dirty. I'll wash it when I get back to the Airbnb, which I'm sure I'm about to get an extra charge because their whole bathroom tub is blue. Oh, they'll figure it out. The cleaning lady, I'm hoping, will figure it out. So, the do they just throw the paint in the air or are they throwing it at people? Because I take offense I mean, to somebody throwing, throwing it paint. back and forth. You're squeezing it on people. Like the whole point is to See. get dirty and be colorful. And, you know, you will not. It, I've had people be like, well, can I just go and not participate and just right. watch? <laughs> I just want to no. see. I Anybody just... sees you clean, they're absolutely throwing paint on you. They're absolutely <laughs> wetting you down with water. Like, you're not coming here just to watch us get dirty. <laughs> you're crazy. You're getting... I, think people think, I saw some girl, she had a whole... Well, I don't know if it was real, but she had like a whole Gucci outfit on. I was like, Ooh. Um, let's see how long that lasts. By the time I saw her again, paint, top to bottom. <laughs> I say, yep, somebody got her. <laughs> like, you thought you was going to sit here and full face of makeup. She was too cute. Oh, she thought Not she so oh, she was one of them. Okay. Yeah. Well. They're, they're squeezing uh, paint on the police officers and doing security <laughs> out there. The police cars got paint all over, handprints all over. 
even nobody that's why i was like you know no but i'm glad you guys enjoyed yourself it did like a dope time but if i was ever to go i just want to go to the actual parade and that's about it okay i don't i don't want to do the other stuff i don't want to do the paint I don't want to drink early in the morning. Um, just give me a bottle of water, maybe a bottle of orange juice, preferably. I mean, um, you could also drink that, but you're drinking at some point. Just, just know it. It sounds like a whole headache. It's not. It's, it's so worth it. Yeah, it looked fun, but it just was like a whole headache. <laughs> Anyways, what you doing? Nothing, child. I've been going to brunch. You know, I... I'm still I knew my birthday was approaching because about two weeks ago I went to a brunch and the brunches I go to they're not like the ones where you do the little sophisticated laugh when you eat and you're having girlfriend talk it's not like (laughs) you're not doing none of that it's like the ignorance like ass everywhere people on top of chairs and you know mimosas everywhere bottles everywhere it's almost like a daytime party being in the club with the lights on. become events now. They're not, like, you gotta get tickets on Eventbrite for them. They're not just regular. If you're going to brunch now just to talk with your friends, you better do that shit on a Wednesday. <laughs> or you better go. You with people brunch. Yeah, you better have a, a catered brunch and you cook breakfast for your friends because that is obsolete. So, you know, my body took like a week to kind of recover from that. My knees were sore. Um, My back was hurting. This from brunch? From brunch. I had oh, on heels the whole... So, yeah. So, I had on the heels. You know, I, I use the word heels, but a lot of times, you know, I dance a little bit, sit down a little bit. This brunch, I didn't sit down at all. We got there about 12-ish. We didn't leave till it was closed and done. It was no. like five or six. So... Did you eat at any point, though? I did a little bit, but, you know, I had the edibles... Before I ate. Now, I didn't eat anything because go. I knew I was going to brunch. There you go with this shit. <laughs> so, I knew I was going to brunch, so I didn't eat at all. I was like, I'm going to wait till I go to brunch. That way, I can, you know, I can be good. Soon as I get there, you want some of this? I'm like, yeah, cool. Now, I know my tolerance, so I usually got to take one or two of the little candies. So, I usually take two. Had two of those. They brought mimosas before you get the food. So, I done took by, I done had like three glasses already. Mm. Now it's like, oh, I need to have a seat. Because mm. I ain't nothing either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on my ass, but I was still dancing and I just started sweating. So I was like, <laughs> I see what, what kind of party this is going to be. But I just couldn't stop dancing because they were playing all the songs I wanted to hear from R&B <laughs> love songs to like the ratchet trap music, all that. Like, mm. n- no era was exempt. So. It was like every time I wanted to sit, I couldn't sit. So if people you did... You could have said your asses didn't want to. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was like every time a song came on, it kept calling me like, Ari, get up. Ari, get up. Mm-hmm. And so I had to. And mm-hmm. if people... You know, I want to say it was a, ooh, about 25, 30 deep. If anybody thought they were coming in the brunch... They didn't make it because we didn't we didn't even leave our our area. <laughs> it wasn't like we ate, we danced a little bit and left, and the next group, nah, 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 nah. So I know it was a whole lot of people that didn't get a chance yeah, to come. Now in. they're starting to give you time limits, like they starting to tell people like uh, three hour <laughs> max for a table. That's mm-hmm. all you get, and then you got to get up because mm-hmm. people are camping out like you. Yeah, but we we spend our money though, so I think that's why they let us go. They made it. They made a pretty good tab with everybody. And we bought hookahs and stuff, and that wasn't cheap there. Of course, that's how they, this other vendor makes their money. So we just hookahing up. Mimosas, even after we're done with the food, we steady drinking and asking for more. It was just, it was a lot. I got home at like 8 or 9. I took a shower, mm-hmm. and I was asleep. That next morning, on Monday for work, I didn't think I was going to be able to get up. <laughs> It was by the grace of God I was able to get up. So that was the week before last, this past weekend. What did I do? Shit, I don't know. But yeah, that it's been so much. I've been so busy and gone. Um, it's been a lot. So I'm just glad that we're back recording. Um, me too. I know. I actually kind of missed it. Four weeks. 
It was Cali. Oh, yeah. Back to Atlanta that weekend, and I came back. Then I had an event to host the weekend after. Then Carnival. I was just like, bruh, <laughs> I'm tired. Like, I don't want to do shit. Right. And that's honestly why I really didn't. Like, I'm not a person that likes attention anyways. So I'm just glad that I'm not doing what I originally wanted to do, which was go to Atlanta and try these different brunch spots. I had changed that up maybe like the end of last month. And so I'm just going to chill for my birthday. Don't really want to do too much. I don't really want this big spectacle. You know, go out to eat maybe Thursday, chill on the weekend, you know, get some seafood. But I don't want to do anything too big. But in a month, I am going to FAMU homecoming. That I am excited about. That is what I wanted to do for my birthday. So that's about to be a whole thing. It is. Um, You're going to have to recover from that. I, I am. But I, I'm already getting myself prepared for it. That's why these next couple of weekends, I'm not doing anything. Anything that's extraneous, I'm not doing anything that's going to force me to like need to recover. So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. taking it easy till the end of the month, which it literally is halloween weekend the 29th through the 31st so i'm excited oh i i I did get my own room um just in case god blesses me um with this this sex drive thingy so i just wanted to make sure that was all squared (laughs) smart you're a smart woman you see what age brings wisdom <laughs> wisdom, okay? Yes. Because you're, you're here to receive the blessing, right? And I'm I'm fully I'm fully accepting everything that comes with thirty. So I just wanted to make sure I covered my my p's and q's. And I told my best friend, you know, so when it comes to family homecoming, it is a big thing. It is bigger than homecoming for Florida State University, since both of them are literally like there is a train track in between the two. So FAMU, FAMU's homecoming is a lot bigger than uh, FSU's homecoming. So everything mm-hmm. is extremely high. Hotels, like a regular hotel may be, say maybe 150 160 a night. The prices were like four and 500 mm-hmm. a night. That's crazy. And that was like on a Friday and then it goes up Saturday and Sunday just because they know everybody's going to be there. They know black people are going to be there. So what happens a lot of times is, you know, you got the people that can't really afford the four and 500 a night and they're sleeping like seven deep to a one bedroom, I mean, to Mm -hmm. a one bed. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. And so (laughs) I had went ahead and got my room. I actually found a plug. And so it was only like two something a night. So I had got it. Um, and my best friend, she's going and I told her, I was like, Hey, you need to get your own room. Cause you know, I want to be respectful of everybody. I just don't think it's, it's best that, you know, we share a room this trip, maybe next trip, but this trip now, nah, I don't think we need to share a room. So I told her to get everything situated and it was, it was late one night and she was like, all right, I'll do it tomorrow. Cause I don't feel like going to get my, my wallet out the car. I say, okay, bet. She looked the next day. Almost all the rooms at the hotels were like booked. Even the fucking red roof inn was like four or something. I'm like, who the fuck is staying at a red roof inn? And so she happened to find um, a Best Western for four something on orbit because on the actual site it said sold out. I was like, bruh, no, I'm not allowing you to stand in anything Western. You're not standing no red roof in. So I was just going to take one for the team and say, you know what? You can stay with me because I got the two queens anyway. I was going to say, you know, you can come and just stay with me. But we happened to get her a room at the same hotel that I got, but with the same price that I was paying through my plug. So I was like, I know God's looking out for me. So I know he's going to bring me something delightful one of those nights. Delightful. (laughs) So... I'm just I'm just excited to, to actually experience it um, as an adult because the last time I went to a family homecoming I was like 15 no maybe like 13 12 you know I couldn't really do shit 
I was with my mom and, you know, all the people she went to college with. So I'm just walking around being a kid, but now I can actually get the full effect. Like I ain't got to go to the game. Now I can be an adult. Right. I can walk the strip with all the people. I ain't got to go into the actual game. Like I can just get dressed, walk around, you know, hang out, see what, see what's, what's there, mm-hmm. you know? So, but. I, okay. What are we talking about since we've had eventful month yeah we've <laughs> so i came across this post right or this this uh this little status or whatever on twitter and so this girl was like do y'all think someone raised from love can handle a person raised from survival i want to know your thoughts on that what does being raised from survival mean for me, I took it as someone raised on survival um, is pretty much will do anything and be any type of way to get to where they need to be. Um, I mean, does that mean that the household, because I'm, I'm confused about the question. Okay. Raised in love, meaning that the, the house, there was two parents in the household or that kind of thing. Or... Yeah, I would say, yeah, maybe two parents in a household or just like a family that, you know, even if you have extended cousins and aunties and uncles that are always around and you have that love that comes first versus someone who doesn't really have, you know, the guidance that maybe you and I had or the other person had. They don't really have anybody to show them what's right from wrong. They don't really have them to tell them like, hey, you know, don't do this, go this route, but they're just pretty much trying to survive. And so they never really had the opportunity to experience the love and had the time to actually embrace the love because well, they were always. Mean, why would they be growing up in survival? You mean maybe them seeing the 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 single parent grow up in survival or maybe no. they're in like a I would say them because even if there is a single parent, um, a lot of times the parent's not there. They don't really have the guidance. Okay. Either way, my answer is, now that I got better clarity, the answer is still going to be the same. Anybody can be with anybody. Once each person has, um, once each person has dealt with whatever childhood issues they may have, because even people that grow up in good homes doesn't mean that things don't happen to them still and they don't have childhood traumas that happen um so once either person or no both people have dealt with their childhood traumas and is moving forward in a healthy way then yeah you kind of have an appreciation like one person, the person who grew up, um, you know, with everything good can have a, an, an appreciation for the strength of the other individual and what mm-hmm. they have to go through and who they've become today. And the person who um, didn't grow up in a good household can look at that family and say to themselves, okay, this is an example of what it should be and what I want with my significant other with having a family and moving forward in the relationship. So it can be beneficial to to both people. I think that is a, that's a great way to look at the look at it, but I don't think it can happen. Cause I feel like just, just me personally, I feel like those that are raised on survival, they don't really know how to love properly because they've never really experienced it. They don't really They've never seen it, and they don't even know how to embrace it. And but that doesn't mean that they, that can't be changed. Yeah, but a lot of times they, because even once they grow up, they still live as if they're in survival, almost like a person that's been in jail for a long period of time. When they get out, they still have the same habits that they had while they were in jail, and it's mm-hmm. hard for them to break it because they have that that trauma, like they have that comfortableness. So even when they're at home, like they still hover over their food with their arm around as if they're trying to block someone or they, right. they let yeah, the, bil- the, their mind has to be like, what is not, their right. mind has to be changed. Right. And then the biggest thing for me is that they lack the ability to trust because most right. of the time, a lot of those that have been raised on survival, they lack the ability to trust because those that they did trust when they were younger or you know, growing up in survival, they've always been let down. So you have that wall up where 
there's still a void of them not being able to be open and be able to trust you because of those that have let them down in the past. And really for them, I feel like it only takes one thing that you don't come through with. And it could be something so small, like you tell them, yeah, I'm going to pick you up. Excuse me. I'm going to pick you up, say around six or whatever. Um, as soon as I get done with this meeting, I should be done by five 30. And then the meeting actually goes over and you're not able to pick them up. And then you call and say, Hey, look, I ain't gonna be able to pick you up because of whatever reason. And now they're acting like you've just like the world has just crashed. You've let them down. Yeah, you want per- A person who, who doesn't come from that has an opportunity to see that in the next, their, their partner, knowing that they come from a different circumstance. Is, is it going to be harder in the beginning? Yes, because you're going to have to be able to be understanding to the way that this other person grew up. And so it's whether or not you feel like you want to deal with it. If they're worth dealing with and passing through the hard part, then you'll be okay. Now, how long How long do you suggest someone wait? How long that, would that's you... On, that's on the individual. <laughs> because... If, that's on the individual because you may find, okay, say you start dating somebody and you can see that they have these traits. You can see that there's been stuff. You start talking mm-hmm. to them, you know there's stuff that's going on in their life, which is why they don't trust, which is why they're reluctant about the relation, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's a person who you can tell wants to get the help and be better and move forward and have a healthy relationship, they just don't know how, then, then, then you can... They have potential because then you put together a plan and we figure out, okay, maybe you need therapy. Let's go ahead and do that. Maybe you need to sever ties with certain um, toxic family members that trigger you and bring, you know, these feelings out of you and, you know, whatever it is. But if the person just is stubborn in themselves and don't want to come out of that and can't even see that their childhood or whatever is causing, you know, how they're acting or reacting now as an adult, then you don't have to sit there and put up with that. Right. Now, if you were in that situation, how long would you wait? Like, what would you, what would be your timeline? If the person is willing, if the person is willing, then we're going to take, because I know and understand that it takes time to get through stuff like that. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you're actually doing the work, and I know you're going to therapy, and I know you're trying to be better, and I know, you know, you'll start to see a shift in people and how they're talking, how they're acting, how, like, even when you have to communicate with them, they may not be, you know, so negative as much, you know, different things. Right. Then I will, I will ride it out with you. Because oh, the, the ending, the victory is so much more um, rewarding than the journey. Right. But... If you out here and you just don't want to do better, <laughs> you ain't got long. You, it's it's not, it's not gonna be long. And you can tell the people who who don't want to, it's the ones that every time you say to them like, oh, that you show them example, like you see how you're acting right now, or you see how, and they just always are defensive and they yeah. have reason and did it did, or they're always constantly saying, well, because during my child, well, because I was raised, well, stop using that as a goddamn excuse. It's not an excuse all the time. (laughs) Shit. What your mama said to you and your daddy (laughs) leaking is not the reason why all the time that you're doing this one thing. Sometimes you're just doing that shit out of habit because you like to do that shit. Because it's comfortable. And that's why, for me, for me, like, what's he going to do about it? You going to leave me? (laughs) Yeah. Leave you gonna leave me like that? Their main trait is, or their main saying is, you gonna leave me like everybody else did when I needed them to try yeah, to get to sure Everybody else was trying to tell your ass, and you wasn't listening. <laughs> I don't have to sit here. That whole ride that I shit. No, nah. I don't have to sit here through this. I don't have to sit here through your trauma if you're not trying to fix it. Right. I'm not putting that on me. Where did that saying even come from? Where who put that out there? Be my ride or die. Like, I don't know. It maybe came from a movie or something. It had I to be like know. it had to be like Bonnie and Clyde. I think that's where it came from. It had to have come from that situation because I, I still don't understand where ride or die even come from. Why do I have to ride and be able to die, be to be there to die die for you or with you? 
if you love me enough, I shouldn't even have to be in a situation where I'm going to die because of anything that you're doing. That's... We clearly don't have children if you're talking about you want me to ride or die. Because <laughs> we're both going to be dead and then our kids. What happened to our kids? You know where they're going. Foster okay. care. That's yeah. that's exactly where I they're mean, going. I think it's possible. It's just if we're all going to be real with ourselves and be real adults and get the help that we need and acknowledge our behaviors, then... Yeah, people can be people can come from two different backgrounds and and still have. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be a little <laughs> difficult in the beginning. It's gonna be more than a little difficult. It's gonna be a lot of difficult. It is because really and truly, when even in friendships, you know, I have friends who you know finally tell me and they say, okay, I'm ready to go to therapy or whatever, and mm-hmm. I have to let them know like that shit is hard. It's not. The the hard part is saying that you're ready, right? The acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. But when you have to really go through therapy and really bring up, like, all the shit that has gone on in your life and mm-hmm. how it's affected you and why you don't trust men today and why you're jealous of certain women or, you know, all these things that it could that could be happening, right? Why you don't get along with people. You're so angry all the time. Mm-hmm. That is that journey is hard and you're not going to like your significant other during that time because they're going to have all these emotions and all this stuff building up and coming out and it's going to be hard. But you got to are you willing to pass get past it? I think some people are worth it. Some people aren't. Yeah, it just depends on, I guess. If they, I think essentially if they are willing to get the help they need, but I think that the more we talk about, you know, getting help and, you know, mental health and all those things, I really feel like that portion of people that are willing to get help is very small compared to those who don't even believe in therapy, who don't believe that they need to change because a lot of them feel like you should accept me for who I am. You should love the good, the bad, and the ugly. But why aren't you trying to make the ugly better? Why aren't you trying to make it prettier in my eyes? Like, if you love me, you wouldn't want me to see the ugly. Because a lot of the time, you know, our our culture, that is not, going to therapy is not a thing. Right. Um. So I think some people are just scared of it. I, I think that people do know that they need to go and they need help. They're just scared, and that's natural, you know. Right. Because they think and if I really don't trust people, mm-hmm. how you know? And then need to go and make that appointment to go sit with somebody I don't even know, right? And be vulnerable and talk about things and talk and talk about things that you promised yourself that you probably would never bring would up. Never, right? That you would never bring up. You would never think about again. That you, in your mind, you've moved on from, or you. <laughs> no that that's hard right some but sometimes it takes a significant other who is is worth it to you right Mm -hmm. like oh i really want this relationship to work i don't want to fuck up this thing anymore right like every time i get into a, a get somebody good or whatever i somehow always mess it up or whatever i they somebody has to pull that out of you Right. But sometimes you, and sometimes that's what that other person is for, is to get you to realize, like, yeah, let me get this help so I stop tarnishing relationships, friendships, um, co-workers can't work with co-workers, <laughs> you know, all types of stuff. Yeah, because I feel like, honestly, anybody over twenty-five, you have to know at that age, you should know, you know, where you need to change and where you need help at. And I feel like at that age, you can no longer oh, use the right? excuse. Yeah, I feel like you're cognizant mm-hmm. at 25. I feel like at that's that age, young. now, if you choose to go get help, that's solely on you. But I think at that age, you know where your shortcomings are as a person. And mm-hmm. I think you're that... Putting, you're putting way... That's way too young for you to... For people to expect. You think so? Mm-hmm. What age do you I say? I, I truly feel like people don't tap into that until they hit their 30s. And not 30. 30. <laughs> because 25, 25, that's not even enough time to have really experienced life. There's so much more that you're going to learn. A lot of the stuff that's happening with you in your 25s is, is really just 
age shit. Sometimes, I mean, right. a lot of it can be childhood stuff, traumas and stuff. But it's just age and it's experience. You're learning things. You're learning life. You're learning people. You know, with 25, like... I'll say 27, you but... You were different because you were mature at a younger age. Most people aren't. 25 to 27. Definitely not men. 25, 27, you got to at least know. Now, if you choose not to get help and acknowledge them, that's solely on you. But I think you know around that age. And I and the reason why I say that is because at those age, you can no longer blame your upbringing for any decision that you're making. That's solely Ooh, on you. Like you, you said, they're still... Harsh. I just... Because I mean, like, we all, like you said, in the 20s, you're still learning, you're getting to know people, you're growing, you're making decisions, but... You can no longer blame, you know, your upbringing, maybe your mom or your dad or whoever did what to you anymore for the reason that you are the way you are. At that age, you're accepting that this is who I am. Yes, this is what made me this person, but I'm comfortable with being the person that I am right now. I think you have to be able to acknowledge it so that if anything does go sideways, you lose people out of your life because of who you are. You got to be able to own that. Like, this is who I am. You had big traumas at 25. I mean, by 25. Like, if you had a lot of stuff happen to you mm-hmm. by that age, yeah. But sometimes traumas can be very subtle and mm-hmm. you don't even know. Like, for instance, me being Caribbean, when I was going to therapy, I always had, you know, that was a thing. She, My therapist would be like, you have so much childhood trauma. And I'm like, I mean, that's how everybody grow up in a Caribbean household. What are you talking about? You know what I'm it's saying? It's normal. And, and so you don't realize that little things, the things that I thought were lessons that my grandmother was teaching me or that my mom was teaching me, really did mold me to be how I am with people today and relationships because those things are like, embedded in my mind and i sometimes have to get out my own head and be like you're not an old west indian you're not an old caribbean woman you don't have to think that way (laughs) that was told to you you know but i mean the littlest things like the you know don't trust only the only person you're supposed to trust is god so i'm walking around not trusting nobody like the fence (laughs) up all the time like and is that were they wrong for telling me that no but the way that it was being told right. <laughs> was not the best way, which had me be, you know, all the way into my adulthood now. Be a certain way. So the, I'm sitting here looking at this white lady like, lady, what are you talking about? This is how Caribbean people grew up. Everybody grows up this way. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's not normal, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, isn't? Okay, but my surroundings... All my friends grew up. We all know the sayings ourselves. Like, right. And, and all of us, those who have children, are teaching their children the same thing. Right. But that's what I'm saying. The little stuff sometimes are overlooked because you're thinking of the big stuff. Like, my dad left or my mom was an alcoholic. My daddy was a crackhead. Uh, I had to be put in foster homes. I watched my dad beat my mom. The big stuff is all what we always Okay, if you know that stuff happened, you know you have to go get help. Right. You know that there's traumas and stuff that you're carrying from that. Right. But there's small shit that you don't even realize wasn't, that's not healthy. But see, most of those, like we were saying about the topic, the most of those raised on survival, they have those big traumas. Like, I totally agree that I think everybody has situations like their upbringing that causes, you know, little traumas that develop over time and cause them to think a certain way, like you said, or be a certain type of way. Everybody does. And it's never like this new age, the whole millennials, we're just now transitioning into the age of getting help because the generation before us, they don't believe in help. Help what? No, I got it on my own. I'm gonna get it on my own. I can fix. I'm fine. Just the way I am. I'm not going crazy. I'm not committing suicide. I'm fine. That's how they feel. So it's just a millennial generation that's starting to get into pushing for help. And you have the generation X or Z, whatever they are behind us. You know, those are the ones that are putting on social media. I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's starting to transition into that phase where I think with the new generations you know where you need help at now is more so about if you want to acknowledge it if you want to get it or if you're content with 
being the person that you are and being self-medicating yourself or just acting like it doesn't exist right and then when you get with someone that is based off of love you feel like they have alternative motives like they're out to get you because you've never experienced the genuineness. Or sometimes you feel like they're that you're inadequate, right? Because you see that this person was raised or or brought up in a different way, love that you always wanted, and now you feel like you're not deserving of because you never received it from the people you were supposed to receive it from, right? And so you feel less than, right? And you feel like this person. Is acting like they're better than you when all they're trying to do is show you that there's another way or that this is healthier than what you're used to. Right. And usually the people who are, who grew up out of love can see the toxic people or the people who don't love you really love you. Right. Um, that's around you. And they try to start getting you away from those people. Right now, do you and and that's when the issues start because they feel like the person that is raised off of love and that's genuinely trying to help them, they feel like they're quote unquote trying to change them. Yep, exactly. And and that's where that pushback shift starts to come from, where they feel like you're trying to be my mom or you're trying to tell me what to do instead of them Mm -hmm. trying to see it as help. Right. And I've learned like they say you attract who you are or where you are in your point of life. But I honestly feel like those that are genuine, that are raised off of genuine love and have like that healing spirit or that want to help somebody, they attract those that are more so broken. Yes. Which is, is, is wild to me. And that's why those that are just genuine, they end up being the ones being hurt more than those that are broken because the person that is healing or is the healer, I guess in this situation is, just because they are failing this person that needs all this help, but the person that needs the help can't see yeah, how much of a healer and they are. And it's very frustrating when you are that, when you are the healer, when you can see, you know, I've said this a little, when you can see the good in people, you can see the, the potential, not even the potential, what is in this person that they have seen for themselves. Right. And they're constantly attacking you because they just cannot see the good in themselves it's the worst because now you're like well now i have at some point now i have to let you go because you were you're toxic for me right and i'm not going to change who i am as a healer or as you know the person coming in trying to make your life better not trying to change you right but to, to you know evolve you in a sense um i can't sit here and keep doing this right and i mean women do that a lot Women sit in it a lot. I'm not saying that men don't too, because I'm right. sure they do. But women have a tendency of because we're just naturally nurturers, right? We want to see people do better, be better, and it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, that's usually that's usually what you may catch them at a time where they're not ready to receive that and not ready to be there, and you want it so bad for them, but they're not. You may catch them two or three years later and, and you see a change and now they're ready, but you've already moved on. So it's going to have to be somebody else that helps them through that. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's, and I think that's where this topic kind of came from that derivative of one being a healer and the other one being broken. I see the survive the one raised on survival being the broken person that's grown up and is a broken mess. And then the person raised on love is more so, you know, the healer in the situation and the riff is, it usually happens where the healer ends up staying too long and, and the other person just breaks them down to where they're overly vulnerable because they are trying to do everything to get this person to see that I'm only here to help you and genuinely love you. And they don't, they don't, they can't even read it or, or receive it because they've never even felt it before. And it's almost like it's foreign. So when they feel like you're a pushover, they never stay around long enough to fully receive it. Right. Or if they feel always either somebody ends up leaving them or they end up leaving or like messing it up somehow where they don't ever fully receive the love. Right. And that's all because they want to go back to that comfortableness. And that's why for Mm -hmm. me, like you have to know that you need help first. 
not saying that you need to go to counseling or that you need this and that. You just have to be able to acknowledge that you are not your best self going into it. Once you acknowledge it, I think anybody can work through that at that point because you yeah. know you can identify when you are wrong because you know your own faults or you know where you're trying to grow from. Do you, when, when do you think that you should ask somebody if they've gone to therapy? Hmm. I mean, if they're going I, to therapy, if they have a therapist, have you ever gotten help? I At think, what point? I do think you the first feel like you should ask somebody. I think the first question. So it depends on who the person is. So like, even if I date someone like that is one of the topics that I bring up. I ask them like, do you believe in therapy like that? Like, because if you don't believe in therapy, then you're not going to be understanding to actually getting help from someone outside of yourself or those that you quote unquote consider closer to you. Cause your homeboys, they ain't really going to be no help. Most times they, they'll tell you you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And even with females, it's the same way. It's, it's very few females that are going to be honest and transparent when you're wrong in situations. So if they don't believe in therapy from the beginning, I think for me, that's a red flag to not even work on it because it's going to be an uphill battle from the beginning. Now, if they say, yeah, I, I believe in therapy, but I'm just, I'm not willing or ready to go right now. You know, I don't know how to help me. Now you have a person that has an experience that doesn't really know what therapy is and getting help. So they're just somebody that just need to, they need to learn more. They got to do their own research on how therapy can possibly benefit them or help can benefit them outside of myself or someone else that they consider closest to them, but they have to be open to it first. And then once, if you do start dating someone that, you know, at least they, they are receptive to therapy, but hasn't gone yet. I think when you see certain traits in them or certain situations that you guys have had, I say no more than two or three. That's when you start having more discussions about, okay, so would you be willing to go to therapy? Because you don't want situations to continue to go the same way between the two of you because they, they don't know how to get the proper help. They don't know how to say, for instance, effectively communicate. Yeah. And so if you guys are having disagreements and instead of it being a discussion of why you feel the way you feel and why he feels the way he feels when he's triggered, he may go to where he's completely disrespecting you because that's all he saw. That's all he knows. And that considered that's considered to be normal. And then he has makeup sets and feel like everything is just forgotten, but that may not be the case. So once you start accepting something more than like three times, at that point, it becomes a habit. Yeah. So yeah, it, I think people need to start. I think people need to start asking. <laughs> yeah. A lot earlier. Like I've, I've literally sat and had conversations with men, and in the very first conversation, I'm like, "So have you ever been to therapy?" <laughs> 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 because you know, I. I don't know what it is about me, but people just, the first time they sit down, they like to just tell me all their business and tell me about their life and tell me all these things. I don't know why, but I literally just look like, have you been to therapy? Because you spilling out like that, first of all, you just came and you dumped on me. <laughs> and I, didn't, yes. I don't appreciate being people's landfills. I only do that for certain people. Like, I don't want to be everybody's landfill. And I don't know you like that. There's no alcohol involved. I don't know. Maybe you did take an edible before you got here. But <laughs> the stuff that you're saying, like, are you listening to yourself? Because you cannot believe that what you just said to me is healthy. Yeah, they and do. And it's coming from somewhere. They do. Yeah. My clients sit down. I, I'm probably... I need to work for the insurance companies. The way I be trying to show them how to get, um, find a therapist (laughs) (laughs) and to use their policies, child. Like, and I'm like, yeah, so you maybe want to think about going and talking to somebody. And then while you're at it, look for somebody for your teenage daughter and your teenage son, because they're going to need therapy too. Like, let's get them to therapy early. Let's not wait 
for when they and I have a client who's currently like she's about to go she's about to um file for divorce I was like okay the kids know and she was like yeah okay start putting them in therapy now mm-hmm don't wait till after. Don't wait till he starts to become an asshole. Now y'all are fighting to be able to just function through that. Right. When they've been functioning with two parents who they thought were in love and happy and all that. Go ahead and put them in therapy now so that they can and understand what emotions. So that when he goes and starts dating my child, he's not fucked up. Right. And bringing his trauma that you didn't. Um, secure and and get you know help for because sometimes I blame the parents too like yeah so what did your family do like at that time <laughs> <laughs> they just sat there, everybody just sat there and act like something wasn't happening or that you didn't see because you know people always feel like oh the kids don't know what's going on the kids always know what's going on right they don't understand it they don't know how they're experiencing right. how they're feeling right. And you know you're not going to let them, you know, <laughs> you know, you're not about to let your eight-year-old turn around and be like, Mommy, Daddy been cheating on you and he got a whole nother baby? Like, you're not going <laughs> to let that happen as a parent, right? You're going to tell them stay out of grown folks' business. But this is their end. So, you know, get the help for them prior to so that they don't end up, you know, <laughs> becoming a fucked up adult. Right. Perfect example is... In love and basketball, when Quincy was in college and he found out. I remember this, but okay. Okay, so in love and basketball, Quincy McCall, his dad who played in NBA or whatever prior, and his mom, they appeared to be happy, but the dad kept cheating. And then while he was off in college, he found out that his parents were getting a divorce. And so he was perceived like he was thinking his family was a well put together family, but they had already been having their issues prior. And at the time, and he was not understanding that she had a game or she had curfew for her own game while they were at the same college. And because he was dealing with so much go to, cause he felt like he couldn't go to his mom because she's dealing with whatever's going on between her and the dad. She couldn't go to his dad because he found his dad was cheating on the mom. So now he's trying, he has this battle and this struggle of, you know, who should I be loyal to? And mm-hmm. both of them are separating and now they're ruining my life. And he right. ends up cheating on his girlfriend and then disrespecting her in front of her face because he didn't know how to get those emotions out. He didn't even know how to communicate it. And yeah. so he was pretty much a fuck nigga. Um, that couldn't get his shit together and that ended up breaking those two apart. But Sanai kept trying to work it out and he was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And she couldn't understand why he was letting him go. And she was the healer and he was the broken person, but he couldn't see who she was to him at that time. And that's why they didn't end up getting together, getting back together till years later when she came back home. It wasn't time. Yeah. But I agree. I agree totally with you. Um, it, yeah, I think when it comes to somebody raised differently off survival, whether it's the hood guy and you're the good girl, I think the conversation of help and therapy has to be a major priority. Um, you You can't allow him to smoke his problems away. You can't allow him to drink his yeah. problems away. He needs help. And, you know, I've, I've encountered individuals where they, when they go through things, they like to smoke weed. I know weed can't kill you, but it's only a mask from you dealing with what you really need to deal with. Because once you're off of that high, you're back to now having to face that. And so they would end up smoking to keep them away from having Mm -hmm. to really deal with it, which in my eyes was almost like an addiction. It appeared to be an addiction. Like everybody talks about cocaine, heroin, and all those different things, but we can be an addiction when you're using it to mask anything you're going through. Not talking about if you got pain or glaucoma and all that other stuff. I'm talking about like real life issues where you'll get high to get away from dealing with those problems. And anytime you have to deal with it, you feel you yeah. find a way when it, to. When it comes to the point where you can't function without having some sort of substance substance every day even sex yeah you know what i'm saying instead of wanting to talk through your problems y'all just fucking do the problem no that's <laughs> that's not 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, he got to smoke, smoke as soon as he wake up or he drinking in the middle of the day, and mm-hmm. he's at work. Right. Like he got a coffee that's... mug with alcohol in it, with just right. gin, no chaser. Bailey's, Bailey's is still alcohol. Yeah. Kahlua is still alcohol. <laughs> It's not. It's not just flavoring. Okay. Right. Starbucks don't offer Bailey's or Kahlua. Right. So it's a problem. Yeah. And it's just to stop. Stop. Um, letting people drown themselves in their own. You know, in their own vices. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I I agree totally. Um. So, I mean, you're optimistic. I I guess for me, I'm just not willing to go through that whole mountain situation and climb through all that shit to even get them to get help. I'd rather rather work on it with someone that acknowledges their stuff and is already getting help by the time I meet them, which is rare. But that's what I want. You know, everybody got issues. Hell, I got issues and I know that. But I ain't got mm-hmm. no issues I like too. I ain't got no issues like that now. I mean, but I'm, look, I mean, I mean, I know you got issues. Is what I mean. I don't. I I, I I figured that's what you meant. That's why I had to clarify that. I know I got issues, <laughs> but I ain't got issue issues. Like I ain't got issues like that now. But like I know my issues come, and that's because I I just want to be this way. Right. <laughs> like which is, which is a whole issue. <laughs> <laughs> Your issue is not even trauma's fucking selfishness. <laughs> it's you that just want to be that way. Right. Like, don't tell me no, because yes, we're going to argue afterwards. Like, no okay. I'm not, You know, I'm not going to talk about you today because it's your birthday, but. I know. I'm, I'm going to give you a pass today. Okay. Well, it could be the next episode. We're going to talk about acknowledging our issues. And that's what next. That's what we're going to talk about next week, everybody. Acknowledging our issues. And learning how to deal with your own issues first. Since we kind of touched base on how a person that is a healer has is dealing with someone that's raised off of survival, a broken person, we're going to talk about how we deal with our own issues. Okay, I'm down for that. So I'm gonna have all the lists of everything that you do. Got it. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. See, <laughs> we're not talking about actually. Oh, 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 oh. We're not actually talking about you and I. I'm just saying, like maybe oh, tips oh, oh, or ways oh. to learn to deal with your own oh, issues. Oh, oh, okay. I thought we were... This is not gonna be gang up on Ari Day. That's not what's gonna happen next week. Oh, okay. Got it. Noted. Oh gosh. Find another way to do it. But thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. We are on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, we're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon Podcasts. Um, You can also find us on Instagram at Balance and Water. Both of our personal pages will be down below in the description. If you'd like to email us any topics, if you have any questions or anything you want to discuss, you can email us at balanceandwater at yahoo.com or balanceandwater at gmail.com. You got anything else you want to say before we end this week's? Um, I do. It's a little bit heavy, just real quick. Um, Tomorrow is Mia Marcano's... uh, Wake. Oh my gosh. And um, being part of the Caribbean community, this is very heavy for a lot of us. She was on everybody's band mm-hmm. uh, truck during carnival. It was very, very heavy. Her parents have a whole crew, they do costumes and everything. So, this thing is just for anybody who knows men who are out here being soft and weak. And this goes to what we were speaking of. Mm-hmm. Check on. If you have a nigga in your crew that you know be violating girls, that be, check them. Because if you don't, you're part of that problem. Right. Okay, we really do need to start protecting women and and not letting stuff like this happen. It is very um, sad, but it's unnecessary, and it happens too much. Right. And we need to be responsible for um, checking our people around us. I agree. That's all I've got to say. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, uh, I've been actually talking about that whole situation for, oh, since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just quickly before we end, like 
I think the world needs to shift and I think we have to be a part of that shift where we need to stop having to teach young ladies or women in general how to defend themselves from men, getting guns, taking, you know, boxing class or whatever. We need to stop trying to tell women how to defend themselves and start teaching boys and men how to respect women, how to accept and acknowledge no, how to just move on. So that culture needs to shift from, you know, boys will be boys to them accepting and taking accountability for things that may happen in life and no means no. Right. All right. So that being said, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.